When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Top of the Key. I'm Grace, and as always, I'm here with Thomas. Um, Technically, day one of free agency is today. It's January 11th. Not a ton has happened. We've got a few qualifying offers and a core, but nothing really... And I mean, nothing really big was going to happen today anyway. Yeah, um, it's a little different uh, flavor than if you're an NBA fan and also watching this where everyone signs in the first, like, not everyone... A lot of people sign in the first like five minutes and then yeah. everything else happens and trips and drabs after that. That's not really what happens. But um but yeah, like it's just a little different than um that. So it'll be a little slower, which is not bad. Yeah. It it's today through the twenty first is when the teams can do qualifying offers and stuff. And I believe they have up until February 1st or February 15th or something like that to make these offers. But the next 10 days is going to be when you're going to see a lot of these come through and then actual free agency discussions with external free agents can begin on the 21st. So that'll probably be when we start hearing um, a bit more. And I wouldn't be surprised with the, with the bigger um, names that we start to get rumors and stuff. Um, Yeah now between now and the actual start of all of this where we'll yeah. start to get little drips and drabs of like hey this might happen hey this is the thing that can happen keep an keep an eye on this yeah. but for a lot of the people we talked about last week and the week before that other t- people are going to sign before we get into any of those names yeah yeah the the biggest and i'm putting this in in gigantic quotation marks here free agent was stewie and um i, I loved seeing like ESPN and all these places like technically they do have to say she's like the top free agent but she's been court now like officially they've poured yep. her and she was never in free agency with the Liberty no. in the first two years um, no I mean the whole Liberty's vibe is she's a Liberty <laughs> member for five years six years yeah. like that that was the whole point of what they were doing so yeah yeah um the it might be a good idea just to sort of go over what the things we're going to talk about mean. Um, coring designation is it has to be to start a one year supermax offer, um, but then it can be negotiated into something else. So it can be negotiated into two years. It can be negotiated into lower money. Stewie could ask them to sign her for multiple years at the veteran minimum if she really wanted to. She won't, but she could. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely as much as Stewie wants to be here. Also. She seems to be doing the, which I completely respect and understand. She seems to be doing the, I am one of the best players in the league and I'm going to set an example for the league instead of, it's more about her fellow players and there's the team, which, correct, do that. Like, she should be doing that. That's what I want her to do, so. <laughs> yeah. I, it also, the, the whole vibe with the Liberty has been like, we're going to keep this group together, so we're going to give everyone 
as much money, but we're also going to try and maneuver things, which is how you see, you know, um, Bet Nigelani taking less money than she could, Kayla Thornton basically staying at the same amount of money she could. And all of this is going to be moot in 2026 when they renegotiate the CBA, because that's yeah. when literally every contract <clears throat> ends. I don't think a single, I don't think you're going to see a single player sign a contract past 2026 at this point, because they know the salary cap will go up and the max salary yeah. will go up. Yeah, they'd be, um, they'd be wild to do that. If, if, <laughs> yeah. To lack, for lack of a better term. They would be very, that'd be very bad advice to yeah. uh, do that. So they should not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the there were four reserved qualifying offers made. Um, Lee Meng with the Mystics, Marine Johannes with the Liberty, and then the Fever made one to Maya Caldwell and one to Temi Fagbinley. Um Fagbinle hasn't played in the league in five years, um, and I don't think she's ever coming back at this point. But you know, it doesn't. It's free to offer the qualifying offer, so yeah, you might as well. There's no, <laughs> yeah, there's no downside. But yeah, yeah. Um, Marie Johannes isn't going to be in the league next year. I wonder if they negotiate something where it's you know delayed or something like that. I don't know. I she just keeps coming back to Liberty, so. I don't know how the WNBA is very odd. I was trying to find like a rule book with them where I could see like how these things work. And there's just like nothing on their website that explains any of this. No, it's very, um, <laughs> that's very WNBA to be yeah. honest. I meant I to like, look this up before. Go ahead. Keep going. No, no, I just, I like, I found like, Oh, what is it? Her hoop stats was the actual place where I could find full length descriptions of stuff the wnba website if you went to their rule book it's literally like this is how the court is set up and it's like that's great what the hell do these words mean yeah i wonder <laughs> the thing that i'm curious about is i wonder what the what the qualifying offer means for a johannes because she's not she's what she said she's not playing here next year like she basically said it at the, at the end of the year presser um there's never really expectation, I don't think, from anyone expecting her to come back next year. It always felt like she was going to go play for France and then come back the year after. So I wonder if, like, if it's, like, a procedural thing to offer it because it keeps her technically in the organization. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. 100% sure how it's going to work if, it's, if the contract's going to toll a year because she just doesn't play at the NBA, in the WNBA at all. If because she, she's not accruing a year of WNBA service time, for lack of a better term, I don't know really what else to call it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious to see how that works. I I'm on the her hoop stat page that explains the salary cap and the CBA and everything. And there's actually a thing. What if the player opts out? Which is what Johannes would be doing. Would be opting out of this season. Um, it says they fall under the umbrella of not fulfilling the requirements of their contract and therefore do not become free agents once their contract would normally ex expire. In that case, they would be considered a suspended contract expired player. Uh, this mm. is functionally, functionally similar to reserve players in that the player may only negotiate with their prior team, but there is no corresponding qualifying offer. So I assume yeah. they just make an offer, get some sort of like weird minimum deal hammered out. She doesn't play. And the next season they just do this, but actually give her money to play. Yeah. That's what it sounds like that. Um, it would, it would basically toll a year and she would be allowed to, um, she, she, the, the Liberty will be have, will still have the rights quote unquote to her because she, um, 
didn't play anywhere in the in the states. Yeah. Um, and then the other offer that was um, on the WNBA transaction page, um, which is where all of these just popped up today. Um, there was one restricted qualifying offer, and that was uh, the Wings made it to Satu Sabali, which is um, basically they offer her something. Another team can put in an offer sheet, and if uh, the Mystics, not the Mystics, the Wings don't match it, she then just goes to that other team. Which, yep. and um, they're going to match whatever happened, Yeah. so. The, you know, she's the the qualifying offer for a restricted player has to be a base salary of 105 percent of their fourth year base salary, um, plus an additional ten thousand dollars for any player who met either of the following criteria. And it's um, being either an MVP or on the first team in two of the first three years or just simply in the fourth year, which Sobley did last year. She was on the first team yeah. last year, right? Yeah. So she's yeah. getting an additional ten grand. Congratulations, Satu. Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's other than that, it's been pretty quiet. Um, and when you know, it's just it, this is going to be very drips and and again, it's there's no like news about this. It just drops on the WNBA transaction page, and yeah. then people report it from there. There will be bigger things like if if whenever Brianna Stewart signs whatever next deal it is, that'll be leaked to someone and. Yeah out there and maybe a Satu Sabli or something like that. But a lot of the smaller to even mid range things will be just the teams themselves, just announcing it like kind of out of the blue or whatever it may be. Yeah. I mean like this past season, every, I feel like I think every single like Liberty extension, someone found it on the WNBA transaction page first. Really? Which was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like seeing, Oh, Laney signed an extension. No one knew the terms yet, but it popped up. Oh, I remember that. It's yeah. it, it it showed I remember that now. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, and I think the same thing happened with Thornton too, where it was just like, oh, cool. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else more to say about this, but this was a pretty quiet day for this stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I think a lot of it was quiet and it, the things that you expected to happen or or what happened. So like everyone kind of assumed that that was the the these things were going to happen basically. The MJ stuff, especially because it's procedural and they need to do that for <clears throat> they they need to do that for her contract to, col- to to toll for the next year. Then, yeah, makes total sense. Yeah, and the this stuff, you know, team th- again, they have you know however many days to put this stuff in. It's just I assume the Liberty want more time to work out a number with Stewie before the deadline is whenever in February. That would make her an unrestricted free agent. You know, she's never going to hit that point. This isn't going to go to that point, but they want the maximum amount of time that they can have. Yeah. And with the coring stuff, it's just, it's almost like no one is, it's, everyone knows she's just going to come back. I think they do it this early to see what type of comeback that is. If it's comeback long term, which the Liberty want, or if it's comeback short term, which I wouldn't be surprised if that's what Stewie wants because of the CBA and everything else. Like it would make sense for her to want to. <clears throat> um, hit free agency and whenever the next CBA hits, because it'll be a lot more money for her and yeah. she's going to make bank anyway. So it's probably going to be like a one term deal, one year deal or something. But I, I assume yeah. the longest it gets to is two years because that's every yeah. extension that was signed. It's so two years to get us to get up to get us to there and then we see what we move from there. Yeah. For Stewie. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we've, we'll probably 
see a few more of these over the coming days. Um, this is the the technically free agency, but the boring part of free agency. Yeah, this is like <laughs> we'll we'll get some articles on like Winsider and like a few other places that are like these people are talking to these teams. Like it'll be stuff like that, but it won't be as intense as other leagues. Yeah, and the decoring stuff. I mean, Stewie's not going to be able to do it. I mean, she could do some emoji stuff, but it's not going to be as fun. It would be funny though if she does. <laughs> just, just like weird shit. That'd be hilarious. She should do that and every we're like, year. Yeah, we're just like, come on. <laughs> just like a pen and paper <laughs> liberty emoji. Like, yes, we know you're signing. A liberty clock emoji. We're like, yeah, we're just waiting. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's let's take a break. We'll come back with uh, the little bit of WNBA news and rumors that we've uh, gotten this week, which was surprisingly a little spicy. We'll get into it a bit. Okay, and we're back. So let's, I'm going to wait on the um, more fun one because I want to get like the boring one out of the way first. Um, the Sparks hired another new GM. Feels like they're 20th in the last three months or however. They keep changing because of Derek Fisher being like annoying and then leaving and then that that upturn. Um, but they hired Reagan Pebbly? Peebly? She also spells Reagan stupid. I'm not a fan of this name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice, but yeah, I see it now. <laughs> like, like it's the dumbest way you could spell Reagan. I didn't even notice, yeah. Um, it, is, but, it is strange. Yeah, she's never been a GM before, but she's worked with the team in the last couple of years. Um, she's they, a longtime coach, a longtime yeah. college coach. Yeah, and the, um, I mean, you've got Kurt Miller and, um, oh man, I'm blanking on the woman who's going to be, who's above her there who was kind of like half GM this year, but both of them have experience as GM. So, you know, it's, it, she has good experienced people around her. Um, she's not a girl dad though. So I, I don't know how she's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and You're just never going to let that one go. Are you? I'm never letting that go. He could, it's win. Funny, so. he could win the championship. I'd be like, you know what that is? That's girl dad power. <laughs> <laughs> he really learned how basketball worked. <laughs> it is funny. It is really funny. So, but um, yeah, with uh, with with Peebly, Pebley, I don't, I don't, I'm not 100 sure how to pronounce her last name. She coached. She coached for a very long time, 20 years, and as a D1 college coach, according to the Sparks press release, she went 283 and 268. Utah State, Fresno State, and TCU. And she took Fresno State to back-to-back conference championships and NCAA tournament appearances. And a TCU, a lot of her losses came early in her career because TCU was good under her. She had three consecutive 22-win seasons. So, like, she knows what she's doing. Like, she knows ball. So, she, she knows the college game, and that's a nice way to – that's also I – don't, I, I don't mind when ex-coaches become GMs sometimes because sometimes it really does work because they see the game at, like, a, at, a, at a different level than a sole executive would because they see it from – and and they know what the locker room's like. They know how to. They know what a coach is looking for in certain players and stuff like that. Sometimes it could backfire because you sometimes you do need a different brain. But also, I think like you said, there's a lot of people in that front office who do have exec brain basically that they could combine the two into being a nice pair. So I like that she's getting the shot. It's also I'm sure a new challenge for her because like 500 games at the college at uh, the collegiate level, you're probably getting a little tired of coaching, and you want a new challenge. So 
I think it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, she's, we'll see what happens. Cause she's kind of coming into this right at the perfect time with, um, free agency starting. Um, yeah. so I'm sure she's walking into the, into the room and the, the, the whiteboard is already full of names and she's like, all right, yeah. let's go through it. NECA's just <laughs> big letters on top of the board. <laughs> and ca- underlined capital <laughs> letter, like, please like red, red marker explanation points. Like, please. <laughs> And then maybe somewhere on that whiteboard, this is such a great segue, is Elena Deladon, who is apparently not returning to the Mystics. Wild. I'm sh- I'm, I'm legitimately surprised because <laughs> I felt like I still don't know if it's real. I feel like this could be her saying this so the Mystics could like be serious because sometimes it feels like the Mystics are very unserious at times about things. But also, she could just be ready to win another title. And... I don't know if that's happening in Washington, even though we have said we've complimented Washington in the past, but there's a clear divide between how Washington is and how the aces or New York are, or even Connecticut. So I understand why she would want to move on, but also I'm a little surprised because it always felt like real life things were keeping her in Washington more than on the court stuff. Yeah. Um, The next hoops reported this, this week. um, And in it, the, 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 languages is she and the team had the ability during the 2023 season to extend her contract and did not do so and two league sources tell the next that deladon is expected to move to another team this offseason um yeah definitely feels like she's being she was held in in washington more due to you know her family stuff taking care of her sister everything like that um if she wants to win that's a very short list of teams it feels like I mean, it's the, it, it depends on the, the money. The Aces are the team because they could afford a max slot. And, yes. and like, the Liberty camp. Like, maybe yes. they don't re-sign Jones. But even then, I don't know if they could afford a max slot because of the rest of their roster and how it's how it's set up. So Yeah. It, it, I guess it also depends on if she wants the, the max contract or if she wants, you know. It, it, it. I mean, this could all depend on does she want the max contract and the winning or the chance to win and staying on the East Coast. That yeah, could be important. That's that that's another thing too. Like we don't know what what she feels about going to the West Coast with and Vegas is almost the West Coast with her sister being in Delaware. So Yeah. Like I don't really know how what her stomach for that is. And it's new because she's never done any of this. Like she's been a mystic for her life. So Yeah. And I you know I again I would prefer they if if the choice is Jones or Deladon, I don't know how you choose Dela Deladon over Jones. Jones is just John Cole Jones is healthier, John Cole Jones is younger. Um I think but, you do it for ceiling. I think your ceiling with Deladon over Jones, she's probably better than Jones. I think if never plays. Both, yes. That's like the that's problem. the issue. If that's the like, issue. Yeah. If she played twenty percent more, I'd agree. But your ceiling with Deladon is like you're going to be really good in those games where her back doesn't hurt. It's just her back has to not hurt in in the summer when it's when it's um when it's playoff time and in yeah. the spring. You know, like it, it, her back has to hurt in the middle of the season when it doesn't really matter because yeah. you're making the playoffs anyway, and you can't really time that. But also, like I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know if they even have the, the if they even want to shake it up that hard. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would be a little surprised if the Liberty, but the, I just don't know where what the options are for her. It's such a weird. It, she's in a weird space because she's older and she's going to want bank. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just what it is. 
and like any other team other than Vegas or New York, like maybe Connecticut, but where does Connecticut put her? And they probably need a guard more than they need Deladon. Like where else are you going that you're winning? The yeah. At that point, the Mystics are a decent shot. I mean, I guess it depends on if they keep Cloud or not, but like the Mystics are a better shot at that than like wherever else, the Fever or whatever, even with Clark. Like, like you've got to factor in adjustment and the fact yeah. that the rest of that, if you're if you're signing Deladon, that gives you less money to sign other people that would also improve your team. And also, like to talk about the Mystics, it does take two to tango. The Mystics obviously did not want her back. Like, there's nothing in that article that says that the Mystics were trying and she said no. Like, it kind of sounds like it was a mutual breakup. Like, the Mystics were saying, hey, we need to move on and go to our next era. And Deladon was like, well, I'm still good. So I'm trying to still play. And I understand it from both sides. I don't know if I, I would, I don't know how I would feel if I was a Mystics fan or even the Mystics front office about letting your best player ever walk. But that's life <laughs> sometimes, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. It's also a little bit easier having uh, Shakira Austin there. Sure. You could do other things. You can it, move like, around. Like from a, yeah. you know, build, obviously you're going to be upset watching Deladon leave, but also <laughs> if both sides didn't make any movement to extend last yeah. year, that tells you something. And Yeah, there's um, something. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is now going to be Along with, I get like I would think Skylar Jiggins Smith. Like these are probably two of the most fascinating storylines this off season. Um, I checked. Skylar Jiggins Smith has not tweeted anymore about her uh, <laughs> movement this off season. I was like kind of hoping she was. I, I want I want Skylar Jiggins Smith to be this season's Brianna Stewart. I, I want her to be talking to, like tweeting through it. I think that's fun. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> we need more of that in sports in general. Yeah. But yeah, th this is so curious because now it's like, it's a really spicy off season. Cause I kind of just assumed that they would work something out between each other, Deladon and the mystics. But <clears throat> I mean, clearly something happened. There's some type of divide with them. So with those two names on the market and the aces having the money that they have and the Liberty maybe could finagle that money. I don't know how they would do that. Maybe they get creative. It'd be tough, but then there, there could just be a, a third surprise entrant to all of this like we were saying i don't know it's kind of interesting now it's way more interesting than i thought it was going to be like last week yeah <laughs> which is fun like i'm happy for that it's good for the league so she should go back to chicago that would be fun that'd be crazy i was thinking about that too like go 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 get go get teaspoon a vibe and yeah be like let's go let's go try to get people in the in the seats in chicago yeah that'd be fun I'm always down for like player returns back to the team they started on. That's always a great narrative. Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, again, it's been a very quiet week. Also, the the WNBA doesn't have the same level of rumors. We've talked about this before. Like they don't have the same level of rumors as MLB or any of these NBA or any of these big, you know, men's sports leagues. Um, so you're never gonna you're not gonna get as many scoops that you would usually get from somewhere else. Even the, even the NWSL had scoops. <laughs> like it well, was kind of wild. The scoop was every player you player ever heard to of. Gotham. <laughs> yeah. But like, those were like the athletic was like, right. Athletic writers were like talking about it, you know, like it was, yeah. it was stuff like that. We just don't have that in the, in the, in the WNBA yet. And it's kind of getting there. I feel like last year was more scoop stuff. And we, there was open speculation about players and stuff like that. So maybe we're just growing in that direction and the media is getting a little bigger for the W, which would be nice because that's nice for fans. 
maybe Elena Deladon will sign with Gotham FC. I mean, they. I, I would say they, <laughs> they need a... They, I don't know what they need, so maybe they don't need anything. Well, <laughs> what do they need and what do they want? They want everything. <laughs> um... All right, so let's we'll we'll cut it there with the WNBA stuff. We'll um we'll come back with the little bit of uh college hoops news that we can talk about. All right, and we're back. Um I, we this happened a f- like a month ago at this point, um but we never talked about it cuz I got COVID and you got sick and then we didn't record for weeks. Um Kateri Poole with LSU uh is quote no longer with the team. Um, which the LSU drama like reared its head there again. Uh, this this was like wild because it kind of just dropped and then no one asked anything about it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, she said it in a press conference. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it was just after a game, and it was like, well, she's gone. <laughs> um, and they asked Mulkey like why, and she was like, eh. that's why. Yeah. yeah. It was mutual was it like oh and Mulkey was just like i'm not answering that question which is yeah and then oh. everyone's like okay <laughs> um yeah this was like w- like wild because it was you know the angel reese stuff also died down at this point and then uh we just like came back with a vengeance and then like <sighs> So I think the craziest thing is nobody really knows what happened. Like there's just nothing. Every tweet about it was from December 10th when it happened and that's it. It's over now. Like that's the thing that's blowing my mind Um, that we don't even have people doing like, like investigative journalism on this. We probably will find out at some point. I would assume after the season's over, someone will say something, but it's just wild. I'd also like to note, um, it, this goes in the Kim Mulkey terrible person player, uh, you know, <laughs> file. Um, Kateri Poole uses they them pronouns, and Kim Mulkey has literally never respected that. <laughs> really, and, I, I I don't think I knew that they use those pronouns. Yeah, to be yeah, like like it's on probably their, because probably because Kim their Mulkey coach never, never used <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. because the coach has never once used them. But okay, like, that's good. That's such a great like illustration of what LSU must be like. <laughs> like And also like <laughs> like Angel Reese and um Poole are super close. So that's curious that it happened like that. It's just very interesting. The whole thing is very strange. Yeah. Um this is gonna be like a fascinating like oral history article one day. I can't oh, yeah. wait to... There's, like, three players on this team who are going to write books about this, because you know that there's, like, 300 pages worth of material in this. Especially because they won literally last year. Yeah. And it's not even like it's falling apart because they're obviously still good, and they'll make a run, and they'll be really good in, when we're when we're talking tournament time. But, like, how do you go from that to, like... Multi, like just the we the kind of circus it's been this year, and no one is everyone's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, and like it's a circus, and it's so visibly a circus too. Like it's not even like oh we're hearing like rumors that oh there's a bit of drama with this team. Like everyone knows that this team is in shambles, like personally, and just yeah. it's, like we're just it definitely it, is. nothing's nothing else is coming out about this other than like. 
when it's noticeable and when Kim Mulkey goes up there and goes, I'm not getting tested for COVID and we're fine. Don't worry about it. We're fine. Yeah. It's just a wild time. It must be like a um, weird, the the locker room's got to be weird. Like it's just got to be a weird vibe in there this year and they're winning. So it, it kind of cures everything and I'm sure it's fine, but it's probably just a little bit different than you think that, that, yeah. than you'd like rather. Yeah. It's probably, it's like, you know, there's probably like a few, if there were players who were considering staying for that extra COVID year, I'm going to guess they're, they're not. probably like, no, they're probably like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, Oh, I'm going to the draft this year to be cut by the sparks in May, but that'll be better than this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, um, UConn, their, uh, injury woes have continued. Uh, Aubrey Griffin tore her ACL and is now out for the remainder of the season, which makes that the fourth season ending injury for UConn. That's this crazy. Year. That's crazy. Uh, Azzy Fudd, <sighs> Ayanna Patterson, John L. Alfie. Um, and also Caroline Ducharme is, um, out indefinitely with head and neck spasms. So, um, well, this is what's wild. a head, a head spasm gotta be different. Like that's gotta really suck. Like yeah. a neck spasm, hurting your neck really sucks. Like an underrated really sucks because you don't, at least for me, I don't think about how much I use my neck until I like wake up and it hurts. Then I'm like, oh, Jesus. But a head and neck spasm constantly, there's no way I'm playing ball. There's no shot. I'm in bed. <laughs> I don't even know where your head would spasm. Yeah, that's different. Like, is that like face, you know, like ears? Is that like it could scalp? be like a, That could be like a, a migraine type situation too. Yeah. And th- that's like, that's no joke. I would not, I would be out for the count. I wouldn't even be able to get out of bed. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. But, um, but it's just, what are they like? Whose soul did they sell? <laughs> and like, what, 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 like, are they reaping from all this? Cause it's different that everyone's just getting hurt. And it's like that for years now. It's yeah. like a cursed, cursed room. It's like it's really bit like did they did they like build a new stadium on like an ancient native burial ground like this is it's yeah built it's different <laughs> it's wild how many people keep getting hurt there and it's it, like the thing it's like they're getting hurt and it's like it's not great but like they're getting hurt and it's bad but they're also like basketball <laughs> players tear their ACLs basketball players like like get hurt like Paige Becker's got hurt playing pickup. Like, <coughs> excuse me. They're not like, oh, Jesus. I swallowed my, <coughs> I, I swallowed my spit wrong and it went all over the place. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But it's not like they're, they're getting hurt, like weightlifting or doing something dumb. They're getting hurt playing basketball. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Like the amount of bad luck you need to have for these constant injuries. It's crazy. And it's like every game too. Like I feel like every yeah. UConn game, I see like, oh, this player left. It's not looking good. And then yeah. like ten minutes later, it's like, and they're done for the season, and their leg has actually fallen off their body. Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, yeah, it, it's it's gonna be. Um, I <laughs> I almost got a free ticket to see UConn play at UBS tomorrow on Saturday, <laughs> and um. I, I'm working, and I was like, oh man, that sucks. I would have loved to see that. And then I also thought to myself. Probably a good thing I didn't go because what if I watch someone's career? Would you, in would front you of like? My eye? Yeah, you you want to watch someone's uh, ACL get ripped clean from their body <laughs> live at live at a UBS arena? Yeah, not not the uh, 
you know, that would that would definitely take the. I've been to UBS once. That would definitely be worse than my last time at UBS. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, again, it's like we're in like the dog days of this, which I'm sure you can tell by the runtime of this episode being so short. There's like just this. I mean, Caitlin Clark got another triple double. But again, yeah. we said this last week. How much can we talk about this? Where it's like these are just like normal Caitlin Clark things now. This is just her life now. She's just gonna, <laughs> she's just gonna amass triple doubles like Infinity Stones, and then go into the W, and everything <laughs> will be okay. Yeah, it's we're gonna, we're gonna have like, you know, hopefully next week we've got more to talk about with offers and maybe rumors and stuff like that. At some point, we're gonna have the tournament in a couple of months. Athletes Unlimited, like. I'm hoping like this next show after this is like the last one that's kind of this boring. Um, but this is there's just nothing other than just players dying and Elena Deladon maybe leaving Washington. There's just nothing. Yep. And that's that's just how um off season podcasts are. We we picked a very <laughs> smart time to to start this, but yeah, you know. Uh yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Mm, not anything in particular. <laughs> All right. Um Thanks for listening um, to this shorter episode. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, X, or whatever you want to call it, uh, at TOTK Podcast, TOTK Pod, and at Gmail. You can email us at TOTK Podcast at gmail.com. One of these days, I'm going to get that right. I should just write it down, really. It would probably be the easiest solution to this problem, wouldn't it? No, no, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm trying to remember it every time. <laughs> just every time, just trying. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, and um, hopefully next week there's a little bit more news. 